0: It is Friday, July 7th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by our friends over at Bird Dogs. That is my man, Trevor Blue. I am Chris Rose. Producer Dan, along for the ride as well, as we have our final weekend of the unofficial first half, because we're more than halfway through the season, and I will see you in Seattle on Sunday on our way up there. I can't wait.
1: You'll see me at the airport. We're flying together, bro.
0: That's true. That's true. But before that happens,
1: it's going to be a great time. We're figuring out our schedules, what parties we're going to hit, where we're going to show face, shaking hands, kissing babies. That's what we got to do. But before all that, see Rose, we got a hell of a weekend of baseball coming up. Some great series. We just had
0: some great series in. Baseball's hot in the streets right now. It is, man. We got a lot to cover, and I want to start by making sure that you are looking great and feeling Mm. great, courtesy of Bird Dogs. They've got that stretch khaki short designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. Not all of us can be born with the physique of one Trevor Plouffe, but thanks to Bird Dogs, we can look as hot as that dude. Bird Dog Shorts fit way better than regular shorts that are made of the stiff restrictive cotton well they have fixed the issues by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get the waist slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement and since we're in those hot months like july where it gets sweltering around parts of this country bird dogs also uses the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric keeps you nice and cool and dry all day long so i want you to head on over to birddogs.com slash today not only will you see a great selection of shorts you're also going to get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That is birddogs.com/slash/today for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. Uh, two quick tics, tips of the cap before we answer our five questions. One to the Phillies, who tonight, if they win their 13th straight road game, will tie a franchise record set in the crossover of the 87-88 seasons. That would be 1887 and 1888 seasons. So basically, 100. 100- 50 years ago or so. Good luck to them. And more importantly, the reason I am wearing my Cleveland Guardians cap is because of what Terry Francona and his bench coach DeMarlo Hale did yesterday. July 5th, 1947 was the day that Larry Doby broke the color barrier in the American League. A mere 13 weeks after Jackie Robinson made his Major League debut, Larry Doby is a Hall of Famer. His number is retired in Cleveland They've been trying to get the league to recognize it on a more substantial league-wide basis. In fact, Cleveland asked if they could uniformly wear his number 14 during the July 5th game. They have frequently been turned down. So Terry Francona wrote number 14 on his cap, just like DeMarlo Hale did. It's the right thing. I want to hear from Major League Baseball why they won't allow the Cleveland Guardians to honor this legendary figure of the sport and a truly classy man. It makes no sense to me. Terry Francona, DeMarlo Hale, a tip of the cap to you, gentlemen. Let's get it going. Phillies handed the Rays their fifth straight loss. Just in time for Tampa to turn around and see <clears throat> the big bad Atlanta Braves coming to town. So we've got the teams with the two best records in baseball going at it. How much of a gap is there between these two squads?
1: See, I've read this question wrong, I think. Because I was I was thinking you were asking me how much of a gap is between the Phillies and the braves but you're asking me how big of a gap there is between the braves and tampa yes interesting. I'm sorry, I must have okay it. no that's fine because i had an i had an answer ready to go between atlanta and tampa oh that's interesting that's an interesting question there it's a lot closer than philly and atlanta i was about to answer the philly's got a lot of work to do still atlanta is so dynamic offensively that it puts them in a different tier I think that although uh, the Rays have kind of been, you know, know, I don't think they've won a game in July yet. Some of the offensive statistics are coming down a little bit. I think that the Rays are still not on the same par offensively as the Braves, you know, one through nine. But in streaks, they can be. Like, they do have the ability to be – Mm-hmm. um as good as them offensively and they've shown that throughout the year I think if I was going with like who's steadier who I could rely on more through 162 I'd 100 point to the Braves uh, as far as starting rotation you could probably say that it's about a wash the pitching staffs are probably about a wash maybe I would take Atlanta there too so there is a little bit of a difference to me because this is off the top of my head right now I had I have all the stats for Braves Phillies I think off the top of my head I still take Atlanta in probably all three categories bullpen starting pitching and hitting but Uh I don't think that they're like a slam dunk to win a series against the Rays if we're talking about hey them meeting in the postseason in a World Series I don't I think Atlanta would be the favorite but I don't think anyone can sit here and say they'd run away with that series. I think it would be a very well hard fought series against two really good teams that play the game really well and are, are dynamic. I think that Atlanta is though. I think they're the tier, my top tier and then everyone else is kind of behind them.
0: We're always a prisoner to the moment. Um, so if we asked this question in the middle of April, we'd be like, huh, come on, dude, the, the razor laps ahead of the Atlanta Braves, but we're asking it now in the beginning of July. I'm just try to look very quickly and see the last time the Braves lost a series.
1: I asked that to, series. to Jake today. I said, What is their record in series? How many have they won? To how many they lost? To how many they split? I'm very curious. Someone okay. needs to help us out with that. Anyone in the chat want to do that? So I've
0: got the last time they lost a series. It has been five weeks and it was to the Oakland A's. That was the last time they lost a series. Wow. Um, When's the last time? So I would say if we're doing a a race around a track, right, a lap or so, I would say Atlanta is a a quarter to an eighth of a lap ahead of the Tampa Bay Rays right now. I know that Tampa got off to an amazing start offensively the first two months, but I just like the pieces, the way they fit in Atlanta a a little bit better, in part because they've got a modern-day Ricky Henderson – with more pop leading off the game. Ronald Acuna, whoa, whoa, you just gave me a funny look.
1: No, I mean, I I, I agree. It's just thinking about, I mean, modern-day Ricky Henderson, that's a big statement.
0: It is, it's true, though. Like, he is – I saw Ricky's entire 25-year career, and when he started becoming Ricky Henderson in the early 80s, he would get on first with a lead-off walk or a single or whatever if he's playing against your team, you're like, dude is going to end up on third like that. Now, thankfully, the stolen base has returned to our game this year. And Acuna goes. He just goes. And now you've got to look at Ozzie Albies and then Austin Riley and then Matt Olson. and The lineup, there is not one breath you can take. You think Arcee is going to be your breather, and he's single-handedly won them some games this year. They just don't give you the opportunity to breathe. And I think that in Tampa's lineup, even though they've been really, really solid so far, there's no shame in saying it doesn't match up player for player with Atlanta.
1: Yeah, I mean, these are both really excellent teams. So you're asking us to compare the two best teams in baseball. There's not going to be a huge difference between them. Looking at the starting rotations now, I think it's closer than I would give that I gave the Rays credit to. Uh, they might be a tick above as far as you know where the Braves stand right now. Like Elder and Strider have been there doing their thing all year. There has been some injuries, obviously, uh, within that club. Rays have dealt with injuries as well, but I, I still will say that Atlanta sits at the top for me, and then right below them is yeah the rest of the guys: the Dodgers, the Rays, and um, some other teams.
0: Okay. And by the way, the Braves are essentially making two trades in the second half without having to give anybody up when Freed and Wright do come back.
1: Exactly. That's that's going to help them out
0: significantly. Big-time matchup this weekend in the National League Central as America's team, division-leading Cincinnati Reds, visit Milwaukee for three with a two-game lead. Which team has more to show you this weekend?
1: I think it's 100%. The Brewers. And this is like an interesting matchup of teams because the Brewers don't really hit. The Reds starting pitching, I keep saying, not great. Now Abbott's been great for them, and they can mm-hmm. do enough to get to their bullpen. But, you know, Bre- or Brewers don't really hit. Reds don't really start or don't have really have starting pitching. And then on the flip side, the Reds have been crushing the ball. We know what they can do offensively, and the Brewers have good starting pitching. So it's going to be an interesting matchup, like strengths and weaknesses. But I think the Brewers have more to prove. The Reds have been hot; they've been going. We know what they can do. You know, if you watch, if you're watching Brewers games, it's like you kind of almost have to hold your breath a lot. They're not scoring in bunches; they don't do that. So you know, they have to hang on, playing good defense. They have to get starts um, and and hold on to these leads, where I feel like it's a little has been a little bit different for the Reds. So. I think it's a big series for both teams. Obviously, they're separated by what—only two games, something like that, right now. Mm-hmm. I think the Brewers have more to prove.
0: Yes, like we both believe that the Reds are not going away in the second half. I—I I don't want to speak for you. Is that accurate? Do you believe
1: the Reds are not going anywhere? Right. No, they're not going anywhere. Okay. Good. No, no. I don't know I, know. I don't know if they can keep up offensively this pace and I, I don't like people are like gonna like, be mad at me about saying that but like that's just the truth man it's difficult
0: why would why would they why would people be yeah, everyone mad, gets at, mad
1: at me that's... whenever I say anything negative no, about stop. a team
0: like I think the Reds are
1: an stop excellent team right now but there are some truths to
0: the game of baseball uh, the Reds in the month of June out homered the Brewers 42 to 22 42 to 42 to 22 that is a substantial difference. Uh, it's 10 to six so far this month, if you want to keep track on things of that nature. This is actually the start of a six game series. It's just interrupted by the All Star break. So we got three in Milwaukee this weekend, then three in Cincinnati when we come back to work next weekend. And this could be a lot of fun, right? If somebody wins it four to two, five to one in those six games, depending on who it is. Hmm. Yeah, get interesting. You know, a lot I, of Brewers I, I, fans. Or go ahead.
1: I think this. I think this division is going to come down to the very end. I do, and I, and I'm hoping if a third team gets involved. I don't think there's it, it, there will be. So no either, it's going to be Reds and Brewers. I love that man because like I yeah, said they're I two think, very different teams, but they're still winning ball, baseball
0: games. I think you have two contenders here. Uh, I don't think the. I don't think it's going to ever get more than five games. At some point, you know, maybe somebody goes on a little bit more of a run. But some of the Cincinnati numbers over the last month are ridiculous. What have they won? Twenty-one of twenty-five or twenty-two of twenty-six? Something insane. Who the the
1: uh, Reds? Yeah, they twenty-three and seven in the last thirty.
0: Man,
1: without I think both of these teams need to be aggressive with the trade deadline. Oh, yeah. Putting yourself in yeah. these positions. You know, like, that's – I can't – I love the trade. If you're line.
0: Milwaukee, like, we know that Cincinnati's going to need help with starting pitching if they want to take another step. Now, maybe that's waiting around for Hunter Green and Nick Dolo to come back, or maybe it's also adding a veteran into the mix that can give you more than just innings, but can actually win you some games. What would What would you say the Brewers need most? Hitting. I know but Bats. So- they have
1: two guys with an OPS plus over 100. It's That's William Contreras bad. and Christian Yelich. You know, if you want to go into like the overall numbers, uh right now they are uh 22nd in runs scored, 27th in OPS. Like like winning like that is difficult. Having to rely on, you know, close games and your starters to do their thing, your defense to hold up, which they are very good defensively. They are third in the league and uh defensive run saved with 27. So, like they're that's that's the formula, but like sometimes you need to get bailed out by your offense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the young kids that we talked about a lot, they haven't really, you know, done what the Reds young kids have done, obviously. So uh, give me a veteran bat to come in. I don't know who that is. I, I I don't know where they're looking, who they're looking at, if they're going to make a big trade like that. I sure hope so. We've been asking for it almost every single year for the last three years, right?
0: But in the meantime, the team is presently constructed in this way. Corbin Burns is on you tonight. This is on you tonight. You're going against a guy who's got less than 10 major league starts, but it's been really, really good. And you're going against, outside of Atlanta, the hottest offense in baseball. Let's see what you got. Let's see if you can minimize the damage. Keep your team in the game. Because we know that one thing about Cincinnati, they're the only team with a winning record in baseball when trailing at some point during a game, that's impressive for a team that's got a bunch of babies in the lineup. Even I feel like not they, babies.
1: yeah, I feel like they consistently score. They put up crooked numbers all the time. It's right. like if they score, it's just like boom, it's like a heavyweight punch instead of like little jabs. Like they, they can score in bunches, man. That helps out so much. Mm-hmm. You know, helps your pitching staff, helps your defense, helps everything.
0: I want to welcome everybody to the world of sports cards reimagined. So whether you're a brand new collector like me or have shoe boxes full of cards in your attic, kind of like flu, the sports card investor app, it will completely change the way that you buy, sell and collect. Now, you can actually jumpstart your collection by finding the best prices on cards for your favorite players, helping to build a one of a kind collection, save some money as well. You easily track the value of your favorite cards. You find the best prices with eBay deals. And see which players are on the rise, all from the palm of your hand. So, like, as I'm checking my stocks every day, the palm of my hand, you can do the same with your card portfolio. So, with up-to-date sales data of over 2 million cards, you're always going to know exactly what your collection is worth and when to buy and sell. Where is this available? Well, it's available for free in Google Play and the App Store. Reimagine how you collect and download the Sports Card Investor app today loop is big into it have you checked yet today sir
1: i have not checked yet today because i've been working all day long chris but i will i will been grinding since 5 30 in the morning
0: let me know how your millions is doing
1: Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: thanks mets and padres both semi-hot new york has won five in a row is the only unbeaten team in the month of july San Diego's coming off a three-game home sweep of the Angels. Both are six and a half out of the wild card. They've got the same record. So my question is, one, both, or neither will get within two games of the wild card at some point in the second half.
1: Within two games of the wild card in the second half. I picked the Padres to have one of the better second halves um, because of what their starters have been doing. Um, I believe that they can still get it going offensively. And every time I talk to a Padres fan, they're like, dude, you just don't get it. They don't play with any heart. Uh, the defense sometimes will get Uh, You know, they, they make bonehead plays from time to time. I think all that gets cleaned up. I think the Padres will get within. Now, the question is, they have a lot of guys that are in contract years. So like if they just decide to kind of blow it up, they can go that route. But in my mind... Why would you spend all that money to lock all those guys up just to decide to sell some of your best players? Blake Snell has been nuts. So I don't think they're going to go that route. I think that Seidler wants to win. Obviously Mm -hmm. put his money where his mouth was. Uh, he wants to reward San Diego San Diegans for showing up and and buying all those season tickets so I believe the Padres still have a run in them I believe they do get within two games I'd love to see him make a wild card that'd be great now they got to jump a bunch of teams Um, they got to jump Milwaukee and San Francisco they're six and a half like you mentioned right now so I'll say that I believe the Padres will I hope you're going to talk about the Mets I feel like I don't have a good pulse on where the Mets are. I know they've been going, the door has been getting hot. Um, I know that the the starting pitching was really good this last series. So like Cookie Carrasco just put a really good start out there. Sanga had a really good start. So they have the players there as well. um, So maybe both of them get within two. I believe there's runs in both these teams. And for me, it's speaking on the player's behalf. We want this to happen because both owners showed out. Put the money out there and said, I want to build a winner. It hasn't happened yet, but it is 162-game season. So I hope both of these teams have a run. I think the Padres are probably – I lean them more having a chance, but I'll say both get within two.
0: I'm actually leaning Mets. I think Great. the Mets do. Padres, I'm worried about the makeup of the team.
1: Why? You mentioned it. Why?
0: Because I've talked to some players who have played against them, and they—now you can answer this question. I can't. Are they all, are they all just know. like
1: counting their money in the dugout, or what?
0: No. But you know when teams aren't in ball games emotionally, right? Have you played? Can you feel that sometimes yes. on the other side? Yes. Okay. Yes. W- with that being said, I have had multiple people tell me when they played the Padres. I said, "What the hell is the matter with them?" I said, dude, there's something going on over there. Like you can feel it when we play against them, and it. I found that interesting.
1: Okay, I mean that's what I've also heard from Padres. Like I said, like sometimes it feels like lifeless baseball, but like they have so many exciting players on on yes, that team. I think that all they need is a little kick in the butt, or you know, like they just went out and swept the Angels. Like is that it? Will that get them going? Can we get a couple closed door meetings or something? I don't know. Whatever you got to do, but there's just so much talent there um, that I, I hope they turn it around, man.
0: Yeah, and so I think the Mets—they've had some times where they've scored a ton of runs and they still don't win ball games. Like it has been frustrating for them with this rotation. I think if they feel like they're going to get uh, some guys back and and pitching a little bit better, you know, Verlander's. He doesn't have to be 39-year-old Cy Young award-winning Justin Verlander, but he can't be below average. He can't be in the second half. And I don't think he will be. And so I think that Quintana at some point is going to pitch in the second half. That could help them a little bit. Um, Yeah, Carrasco gives him anything like he did last night. He's been basically like four and a third, three and two thirds. And that just puts too much pressure on your bullpen and the rest of your team to win games. And oh, by the way, Francisco Lindor, since the birth of his second daughter, Jolly put out a tweet. His numbers are ridiculous. Going off. I, I I like it. I um
1: I don't know. It's good for the sport if both these teams get back in the in the
0: mix. Yeah. One other thing. I don't this is not the NFL. I understand it. It is not the NBA home court, but the Mets have played the fewest home games of any team. Thirty-nine home games. Maybe this will help. Just staying at home, cutting down the travel, all that.
1: We always point to a you know a, a a point in the season that could change you know the fortune of your team. If it's a spark, whatever it is. I mean, you're you're talking about two teams that just swept teams. The Angels are a pretty good team. I know they're beat up with injuries right now, but like they're a decent team. Diamondbacks first place in the NL West. You go and sweep them, and and kind of in the fashion that you do. There's, you know, Alvarez doing his thing, a little bit of a dust up, little benches clearing thing. Does that get them going? Little things like that do happen throughout the season that will wake you up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and you start to realize, hey, we it's, it's now or never. And are we going to waste an entire year? I used to think about that all the time. Like, we're here in July. And if you're on a team that sucks, you're like, fuck, I just wasted an entire year of my baseball career on a losing team. These teams are good. Like, they have the players, so they're sitting around thinking, and eventually they got to get to a point where, like, we have to do something. Whether it's a fake energy and we're just telling ourselves, whatever it is, you don't want to waste a year.
0: All right, moving on. A couple of big names starting in the AL East tonight. Are you more interested in Carlos Rodon's Yankees debut as they face the Chicago Cubs, or Alec Manoa's return to the bigs for the Toronto Blue Jays taking on Detroit?
1: I, I initially thought I'd be more excited for Rodon because I want to see him in pinstripes. I think the Yankees need a spark, and him coming back will definitely provide that. I think a 1-2 of him and Garrett Cole is awesome. Uh, so I'm, I am excited to see that, but I want to see what Manoa does back in the big leagues. I want to see. I feel like he's going to come out, and people are probably going to think he is, ate some humble pie and he's going to come back and be all meek and meager. I think it's going to be the opposite. I think he's going to feel that adrenaline, realize, hey, man, like things have to change if I want to be myself at the big, league level. And he is going to have, I think, one of his more energetic starts. I could be wrong about that. Maybe they told him to mellow out because of the pitch clock and all these things. But in my mind, I feel like he's going to come out and we're going to see some of the most aggressive yells and grunts after strikeouts and all that. So I'm very curious to see if he comes back and is the guy that he has been in his big league career, besides the beginning of this year, that's a massive help to the Blue Jays. And you know what? I like a redemption story, dude. The guy's Mm -hmm. been getting, he's been getting hit around. It's been bad. And a lot of people have been making jokes at his expense and, and really, you know, pushing him down in the dirt. I like Nick Castellanos put put out um an Instagram post and on it, he was on a boat and he made the all-star team. And the quote was, To all my dogs that stayed down, we up again. And I like that because all the people that, you know, stayed in Manoa's court when he's struggling like this, he's got a chance to prove them right. So I, I think I'm more tuned into his start than, than Rodon's. Because Rodon's going to be there. I think he's going to do well. But Manoa, this is a big one for him.
0: Yeah, it's just for Rodon, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball the last two seasons. It's just a guy who I expect to continue to be great in another uniform. And they need him, particularly after they got shellacked last night. Um, They need him to at least give him five innings. So I think they'd be happy with that and, and move along. The Manoa story is... Amazing. You know, for the two of us, we also had to eat some humble pie since we both picked him to win the Cy Young. Yeah. And then he gets sent all the way down to the complex league. That's, that's tough going. Now, I was, when we had news earlier this week that he was coming back up to the Bigs, I was surprised um, that he came back this soon. But he's going against a team that is bottom three in runs scored, bottom three in batting average, bottom three in OPS. So they're probably saying there's a good spot. Let's see what he's got. Hopefully he gives us five. Like, what's successful tonight for him? Just to give them five innings, three runs, keep him in a game. Is that is that good? In, or just to make sure he doesn't blow up?
1: Yeah, I think it's like let's just see like an average start out of him will be a success. Like something that looks like normal. I don't think he needs to go out there and throw seven shut. He'd be nice, obviously, if he did. But if he goes out there and he throws – five and a third, and gives up a couple runs, doesn't walk a bunch right. of people, is in the zone, has his pitches kind of move and doing what he wants, I think that's successful.
0: I'll be glued. Baby steps. I'll be glued to that. I'm rooting for him. Some people don't like him. I'll be rooting for him. By the way, the Yankees and the Blue Jays tied for that last wild card spot, 48 and 40. Yep. All right. The
1: Phillies are in a wild oh, card far. spot now.
0: Oh, they're they've been crushing it. They've been doing great. I want to remind everybody that today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. Don't know what SeatGeek is? They are the number one ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. More than 28 million downloads. That's what makes them the number one rated ticketing app. Did you know there are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including sports, concerts, festivals, oh so much more. You want to get a great seat? It's very simple. Download the SeatGeek app on this on your phone off you go they are going to tell you when you're getting a great deal and when you're getting kind of a "Eh," sort of deal they color code it they got a green dot that means it might not be the most expensive seat in the house but it means it is an excellent deal so thumbs up there if it's a red dot even if it might be close to the stage or the field it might not be priced the right way that could be a bad deal thumbs down also every ticket's backed by their buyer guarantee And SeatGeek is the only site out there that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps for future dates. And guess what? We got the hookup for you. Use the code today for 20 bucks off your first purchase at SeatGeek. That is $20 off your first purchase with the promo code today. I want you to click on the link in the description, download the app, have fun, get an extra ticket for Trevor Plouffe. He will be there momentarily. All right, it is time right now for our Bird Dogs Question of the Week. I want to thank everybody that sent them in. I could have gone with like four or five six different ones so i decided to have a little fun with this courtesy of retired sausage so david you are the big <laughs> winner he tweeted to us who would win a home run derby trevor Plouffe, as you are right now with regular fences or with a healthy back chris rose but hitting it over the celebrity softball fences i imagine that's still with Wooden bat and baseballs, not softballs over the softball fence. That's the way I interpreted it.
1: I'll let you answer first.
0: Well, I just want to throw my credentials out there because we know you hit 106 show homers. I did, almost 20 years ago, lead the primetime softball league in home runs one summer when we won the championship. Just want to say, the primetime softball league. I also have taken batting practice at Fenway Park, Angels Stadium, and the Nationals Park. And did better than people thought I was going to do. So I think with the celebrity (laughs) fences being roughly 200 feet, I think I'd have a shot at this one.
1: They're 200 feet? Okay. Are we doing the timed rounds like they do in the regular homer derby because I, I win 100 so. in that what? aspect because you're going to tire out you're going to tire out there's no doubt about that i'm in a great physical shape uh my stamina is excellent uh so if that's the case i'm winning uh hands down if we're going like 10 balls who hits the most homers and you get to hit on 200 foot fences i think it's a little bit closer i still come out on top i, I there's if there's one thing i can do see rose is be a five o'clock hitter Hit homers in BP. I can do that. You put some pearls out there with the guy throwing good BP, I can launch him over the fence with the best of them.
0: All right. You know what? Aren't you calling a series in Oakland in the near future? I am. Well, that's kind of like your your old home. Why don't we set up early BP? We'll have somebody record it. We'll see how you do.
1: You what, Are you going to be
0: there? I could take a Southwest flight up from L.A.,
1: Let's just end the question. I would win.
0: I would win. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look at this Leave swing. I still in the got it. Section
0: <laughs> on our YouTube channel. Please. Hey, congratulations to Retired Sausage. Uh we will send you a uh, baseball today t-shirt. Outstanding question. And if yours didn't get picked and you thought it was good, send it back in the next time we do this cuz there were a handful I could have picked. Uh but I like that one an awful lot. Everybody have an amazing weekend. We will talk to you Monday from Seattle. We cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rohr, the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, who would finish at least second in our fictitious Home Run Derby, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.